cool. Awesome, Brittany. Thanks for uh, being on the Taco Talk podcast. I really, really appreciate this. Um, even so, before I mentioned to you that uh, one of your videos really uh, recently, after we booked this uh, session, kind of caught me um, in a really good way where somebody had like a eye-opening moment really in their life. So I'm really happy to have you here and talk about, um, you know, your coaching and everything that you do under the sun type of thing. And so um, I'll let you kind of take it from here, introduce yourself and tell people what you do, what you focus on and uh, all that good stuff. And we'll take it from there. Awesome. So I'm Brittany Drozd and I coach people who don't really need a coach. So basically I help entrepreneurs make more money, become strong leaders and find fulfillment in the process. And what I mean by not needing a coach is that most of the people I work with, they've already found success. They've already figured out the basics of making money, but there, there comes an inflection point where the strategy and the business model that got you to where you are today is actually the thing holding you back from the next level. So I coach for insight. I help entrepreneurs who are already smart, who are already have a competitive advantage, figure out what is their next advantage going to be? How do they need to shift what they're doing to create better efficiency and process? How do they need to be a stronger leader for the excellent people that they have in their organization? How did they need to pivot in a time of COVID? Um, and it can go on and on from there, but really what, um, what I have found a, a lot of people coming to me recently is about that there's, they're super strong technicians. If you think about why anyone listening to this got into business for themselves, it's usually because they're excellent at what they do. And so I like to use like a plumber as an example, like, you know, you're working for someone else, you know, that they're billing way more than you're getting paid. Um, and you don't have any control over your schedule. And so a lot of people say, well, I'm going to go do my own thing. Why would I keep doing this for you? And you're, and usually people are really like hard workers They have great work ethic when they start out, but suddenly like 60, 70 hour work weeks are just like not sustainable anymore. And you realize there's a cap on your, on like your time, what you're going to get paid, right? Because there's only so many man hours or billable hours out there for you. And, uh, and then people become trapped in a business that uh, that they didn't really want to be trapped in. That that's not how they envisioned it. You know, that people often have a dream of of freedom, and they end up having less free time than they did when they worked for someone else. And that is that is when I can be really helpful to entrepreneurs to help them figure out how do we get here, where do you really want it to be different, and what does that strategy look like. I love it. I love it. I feel like uh, I feel like you're talking to me. Actually, it's in certain in certain sentences, like you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I love that. Now, what is uh, when before you kind of got into this? What is your background? Did you have maybe you know like a psychology degree? Did you have any kind of and anything happened maybe in your life where you're like, oh, this is, you know, quote unquote, my calling type of thing. Um, how did you get started? Because I'm always interested in the kind of the grassroots and you could take it as far back as you need to. You can, you know, go back to childhood when something happened and you realize it now that that was a kind of like a starting point for you. Or maybe it was like more recently, like what, what was that that point of your of your life where that came about? Yeah, great question. Um, the, I, I have a ton of personal story in how I got to where I am, which is 
true for most people. Um, I come from a lineage of entrepreneurs, my grandfather, my father. And the truth is I saw my dad work way too hard. Um, and he's an excellent craftsman. Um, but was putting, was working hard and not smart for too long. Um, I, I love school. Um, I am a psychologist by training. So you nailed that one. Um, I, from a young age, I knew I wanted to work intimately with people. I, I love hearing people's stories. I love learning about what motivates people and what they're trying to create. I love hearing about their secret dreams that they don't tell anyone else. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and really, so that started out as a private practice and what I used to be ashamed of when I started working with businesses, um, I now realize is my competitive advantage in the marketplace. I don't have an MBA. I, I'm, you know, I have a master's in psychology, which allows me to understand why you do the things you do and, right. and how you're beliefs, your deep, deep belief systems about yourself stop you from pursuing things that, and, and things that scare the crap out of you, right? Like the things that might very well change your whole trajectory of your business. I can help you figure out how to go after in a way that totally serves you and speaks to you. Um, not a one size fits all approach that maybe worked for, whoever, Ray Dalio, but doesn't work for you, you know? Like, right, right, right. Um, so that's kind of my specialty. Now, that being said, I also have, um, you know, business training from Harvard that helps me have templates and frameworks and know the science behind things that actually work in an right. organization um, and don't. So I'm not just giving you fluff and it's not a therapy session. It's I love um, it. real action-oriented, um, data-driven um, solutions that I customize based on who you are and where you're trying to go. I love it. I love it. And were you able to, uh, when you saw your, your dad going through that, were you able to help him directly or was that you took from that and started helping like other people? Yeah. Well, so have you ever tried to teach your dad something? <laughs> that, that's why I asked that question, right? Cause sometimes you try to like tell the person I I, I'm a true believer it's like I can have you know my girlfriend or whoever tell me five times like hey this is going to happen and then I hear from some third party source I'm like oh that's going to happen she's like well I told you five times that this was going to happen so that's why I asked that question I love that you caught on to that (laughs) well to be fair my dad is an awesome student he he is open and I really commend him for that because I'm a parent as well and I can't even imagine my daughter trying to tell me the way the world is like right Right, right. I know it's coming, but um, you know, the fact that he didn't like shrug me off and he actually listens to me sometimes, I've got to give him credit for. Um, yeah. I think he has, you know, a respect for me and what I've built for myself, you know. Of course. Um, but I I do try to stay away from that. I am totally I offer all my resources and, and whatnot, but um because I like having family holidays together, I try to <laughs> teaching my dad too much um but he found something that totally works for him now and and he sold his business and this is a much better better suit for him um what it really reminds me of when you ask that is my husband and i love to kite surf and oh wow nice yeah yeah i'm sure you see people out um where you live yeah of course i 
we realized early on that it would be the total end of our relationship if he kept trying to teach me <laughs> how to learn to kite surf. <laughs> so, you know, you got to outsource and you got to hire help where uh, you can hear the message better. <laughs> right, right, right. And it's so funny that as humans, like we can have the person next to us, you know, like yourself, like you have uh, uh, credentials, you have all those things, but it's like, I hear the same song singing the the same way hundred times. It doesn't even register, but somebody puts a little different tune on it, like somewhere else. And you're like, oh, that makes all the sense in the world. Like I've been trying to tell you this type of yeah. thing. <laughs> exactly. And you have uh, no way to be like, oh, good idea. Exactly. Like, exactly. You got to like, <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm, I've come to the point now where I actually, when I, when that happens to me, because I still catch myself, like now I go back to the original person. I'm like, Hey, just want to let you know, you were absolutely right. Give you the credit where, the, you know, credit is due, but I didn't get that message directly from you. I got it from somebody else, but I remember you telling me that. So I, that's like my little gift back to the person who originally told me. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I teach that a lot. So, um, Part of, I work mostly one-on-one -on -one with entrepreneurs, um, but a part of my job is also change management consulting. And okay. so um, that's one thing I try to teach leaders within an organization, whether entrepreneurs or leaders, it doesn't matter, um, that letting, it's not about the credit. It's not about the origin of the idea, right? It's about the buy-in. And if that needs to come from somewhere else, that's totally fine, right? We got to think about the end outcome we're trying to get to it doesn't sometimes it doesn't matter the how it doesn't matter you know how we get there but that we get there and and if you don't get you know all the accolades for it you got to be okay with that you got to eat the frog sometimes just to get there Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I actually, right before this uh, podcast, I was actually talking to um, my creative director, who is, uh, I kind of look at her as like the co-founder of the company, even though she technically isn't, but she's really like my right and left hand person. And we were just talking about how we can, you know, everyone's kind of had like a weird week and like some client stuff happen and, you know, people are going through things and, um, and, I think we've been obviously experiencing that more and more so now with like a pandemic and people are just having like these waves of emotions. And she basically was just like, hey, have we like kind of had a time to strategize on how we can, you know, give people some like, hey, you're doing, you know, a great job or something that we can do. And I said, you know, the biggest thing that I can do myself is I go to each individual person. I try to do it once a week, sometimes even more so and say, hey, uh, I just want to tell you, like, I saw what you did, even though it was like in a, you know, some different Slack channel that you might, might not be very active in. Like, that was awesome. That was killer. Like, I love what you're doing and all these other things. And she was just like, I didn't even know you were doing that. And I was like, yeah, it's just it's not a it's not a thing. It's just what I you know, what I want to do, because it's so hard. Like, I would want to get everyone together now, have some sort of like company retreat and give everyone kind of like you know that extra love that everybody I think needs but it's yeah. so hard we're all in you know we're all remote we're all in different states and you know all this other stuff so it's like it really it, it really clicks with me when you say it's not like who it comes from because I was I was telling her I said I think a lot of this actually should also come from you because people look at you as a you know part of this big leadership role and like we can definitely you know make it you know a, a thing where it's from both of us but I think if it maybe comes from you, it comes a little bit differently. Like it, it, it's like that end result is going to be a little different. Like, oh, you know, she said something about that. 
totally. Yeah, it's so cool. So do you focus when you say you work with like individual entrepreneurs? Do you also do, I mean, I guess my first question is how has your business changed during the pandemic? Were you more like in-house and you go meet with people and then it kind of moved over to like a Zoom situation or was it usually more online based and you were just doing, you know, visits here and there? Um. So most people come to me. Uh, okay. it really, it's like its own mini retreat for an entrepreneur. Um, you might experience this yourself, like different setting will change the way that you think. When mm -hmm. I do creative work, I love to be in a cafe, a coffee shop. There's something about the buzz of it, the people in and out, the energy. This is pre-COVID, obviously. Right. Um, it, and that's where I wanted to go do creative work. And so I find when people come to my office, it's very not corporate -y looking. Um, not that my entrepreneurs are corporate -y at all. Right. But it's not the place where they're responsible. It's not the place where their phone is ringing and they have to answer it. It is really a quiet retreat for them that creates the space for them to try to think differently, to have insights, to imagine things different than the way that they are. And I find it's, di it's more difficult to do that um, if you keep the setting the same. You literally have to remove people from, uh, from that chair. To, Absolutely. And it, and it can be done. I mean, now, so now I'm like 95% remote, um, but I encourage people to call me from a seat that they're not usually sitting in. Oh, I like that. I like that approach. That's really, really cool. Because I, I just started recently seeing a, a therapist and like a mentor type of per like, I was always not, not in a way against it at all. It was just I always, I was kind of hard headed thinking like, I got it all figured out type of thing, like where I think most people do. And then when I finally sat in that chair, and it's just like the first thing, you know, that he something he noticed is like, oh, you hug a pillow when you're sitting. And I was like, oh, I didn't even realize that. It was just like this environment change where I needed to feel some sort of, because like my office, and I think a lot of people, I'm sure you deal with this too, is like a lot of people are working from home, sleeping at home. You're in the same environment. The energy is just everywhere. It's like, I have a little stress from work. I'm trying to relax on this side. Do you, do you deal with a lot of people that kind of are going through that big change in their life right now in terms of like how remote? is actually affecting them in their sort of living space at this uh, at this point yes so anytime someone references that they are working from home I say no you're living at work there you go I love that and I didn't coin that um but you should <laughs> doing it right now yeah right, get me a trademark um right but I think it's a more accurate representation of the mental load that people are experiencing during the hours that they're conscious or God, even the hours that they're losing <laughs> in right. sleep, right? Um, because there is, there's no longer that separation. There's, there's, uh, I, I find that people's work days are longer and longer. We thought that they'd be shorter. No one's doing their commute anymore, but they're not. The boundaries are uh, more and more blurred. And mm -hmm. so it's like, you're never fully away from work. And yet at the same time, you're never fully at work. Um, and it is something that our brains ha have not really had good practice at um, trying to kind of compartmentalize and figure out and negotiate. And so that element is new for most of us. Yeah. And what, what is uh, what is a piece of advice you give to people 
let's say like myself who are kind of in that same exact zone where you know your those lines get really i mean my lines have been blurred for like the last like 10 years i've been at home i've never been in an office and to me it's just always been like well this is what it is but now that it's here to almost stay worldwide in a way I, I think it has a def. Even for me, I look at it. I was like, my life hasn't really changed when the pandemic happened, but it has. Like mentally, it has. Not physically, but mentally, it has. So, what is like a piece of advice or something that people could take out of this to say, oh, that's how I need to start maybe looking at it, or because like the living at, at work thing is, I think that's perfect. But how do you do you lock your door from your office? Do you put your computer away in a different room? Like, what is that strategy that you would that would you would recommend to people? Um, so just, I, I won't talk about my situation in particular because I'm actually in my office that is away from my home right now. Um, okay. I have little kids. Um, so, you know, even if I was in my home office, you'd be hearing footsteps and yelling. <laughs> so I, I shout out to people who are homeschooling and working from home. That is some special kind of torture and <laughs> you need to do whatever it is to just make yourself feel good and no judgment. Yeah. Um, but for most of us, we could really benefit from instilling some firmer boundaries and structure for ourselves. So I think that like March, April, early May was just a complete mm -hmm. show and like no one knew there was, there was no idea of when things were going to change. There was still a hope that it was just going to be short-lived. But now, like you're saying, I completely agree with you. I think there's some huge long-term worldwide changes that are going to happen. Mm. And it's time to stop waiting for this to be over and start adjusting to what everyone is saying is a new normal. So let's talk about what a new normal could be for you. Um, one thing that hasn't changed is that you are a person outside of an employee or entrepreneur, however you identify. Uh, you have needs beyond um, work. And just because the structure of all this has changed doesn't make that any different. Um, there needs to be place for you to serve all those different parts of you or, or really, you know, um, satisfy those different needs and everyone is different. But if you, the, the, one of the first exercises I do with people is to look at the calendar and figure out where you're going to put your self care in. I know this sounds so basic, but I think COVID is literally about getting back to basics. Because, I agree. You know, we we got so far beyond things and then our stress took over. And I feel like so many people just forgot things that they knew that they were good at or they knew really served them. And it was just like pure survival. But now it's time, you know, that might have to adjust. Like I used to love going to the gym at 6 a.m. before I would go to work. But mm -hmm. because of the nature of my family structure and my child's needs and all of this stuff. Now I can't do that, but now I work out at home okay. in the afternoons and that's what works for us now. So I know that exercise is a good self-care piece for me. I have found a new way to fit it in that works for my family in this new normal. So I still get basically 90% of what I need, which is right. that well, exercise, it's not as good as being at the gym with a trainer with everyone's energy, but it, this is what I'm, what I have available to me now. And I can't keep making the excuse of, well, my gym isn't open or I'm, you know, afraid of getting COVID from everyone else. It's like, no, there are ways you can still get your needs met. It's time to act on it. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're, you're basically tapping into like what 
uh, I think every, every entrepreneur starts off with is like being resourceful at some point. It's like now it's time to get back to basics and be resourceful with like the everyday. You forgot the work stuff figured out, but you need more of the the personal stuff more so figured out now as well, where like you say, your gym is now at your house, you're getting, you know, 90% of what you were getting at, you know, that sort of thing. So no, I, I completely, I completely agree. What, what are, I, if you were to have to point out like one or two uh, biggest struggles across like, you know, your clientele that you work with, what would you say outside, let's say outside of the pandemic that people are really struggling with at this point? Like, is there, is there some sort of, you know, foundation that you kind of see with everybody that's like, oh, that's, you know, same across the board? Outside of the pandemic, like, like just, just, yeah, pre COVID, like just even from a management perspective, like remotely managing people versus okay. being in an office, yeah. that sort yeah, of so thing not saying COVID specifically, but I think that these that these are the struggles people are facing because of COVID. So right, 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 right. Where, where people are at right now. Um, I think that um, trying to figure out um, morale, culture, engagement in a now remote workplace is a new challenge for most organizations. You know, even, even your own, I know you're used to being remote, but maybe you could have a company gathering, you know, quarterly, mm -hmm. or you could buy lunch for everyone or whatever it was, you know, like you did have things available to you. And now that is more limited. And I think that, um, and, and maybe before, like I know a lot of organizations, they had one or two or a few people that were remote, um, but that's different. Now everyone is. And so now they're thinking, well, okay, how do we, you know, how do we all stay um, aligned in goals and mission and energetically, and everyone's got different situations at home. How do I make exceptions for that person who has kids that need to be homeschooled, but not make it unfair to like the person who doesn't. So, you know, company owners, managers are trying to figure out um, how do we keep people engaged, happy, um, effective in a way that is, uh, that sees the person as a whole person, acknowledges them for what they, you know, they have going on, but yet uh, doesn't break down, you know, um, company morale and culture. Right. And is, are there any tools out there that people are using to kind of reel that culture back in from a remote basis? Like, is there anything out there that you would recommend to do that? Because even though we've been remote for so long, I still think that that's like one little piece that we sometimes are missing is like, um, how do, how, what's the best way to phrase it? It's like almost, we we have culture, but it's not a office culture. It's like a remote culture because we've always been remote, but like, how do we reel that in to be more, you know, uh, focused on that, I guess that would be, is there like a tool out there that people are using that maybe I'm not aware of or or something like that? There are tons of tools in this space, um, but I, I honestly tell entrepreneurs to like stick with what you know, and you don't necessarily need a scientific tool to like tell you something. It, they're totally effective. I use them. Um, right. But what I think like for the, for the nature of your audience and get to give you something you can do right now, check in, talk right. to your team and ask them like for real, how are you doing? Right. Something basic as acknowledging them as a person beyond like, you know, did you see my email about X, Y, and Z? Like, are you getting back to me? Like to forget all of that. And especially as a leader to have um, regular check-ins where this is the intention. 
of right. it, that you're recognizing them as a whole person, that you're interested in uh, what challenges they're facing and if you can support them. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I think that kind of goes back to my point of what I was saying. I was like doing that weekly thing with people where I'm just like, Hey, I, I noticed what you were doing, but I see that like more of like a, Hey, how are you? Like make sure it's capital letters. Like, how are you doing? Like, is everything okay? Because we all, I think have our ups and downs and um, it's just sometimes hard to you know, reel everybody in to be on the same page. One person might be super happy another person's super down. And it's like, how can we make some jokes here to bring everyone to the same level and that sort of thing? I think that's that's definitely something, you know, that I myself struggle with sometimes. It's like so many things going on on the business front and so many times like I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. And it's just like somehow gets just pushed to the back. <laughs> it's just, you know what I mean? It's just a management yeah. thing at the end of the yeah. day. Totally. And unfortunately, I think it's undervalued in so many aspects. Um, but if I could, if there's one thing I want people to take home that are entrepreneurs that manage teams, that these, um, what some people call soft skills or, you know, human resource type stuff, this impacts your bottom line. Yeah, it seriously does. And I think that's why it gets ignored is because people don't think it does. There's so much research out there about companies who do this well, and that they have tremendous success because, you no, know, I don't care what your business is, that you're in the people business, because you have people in your business, or you're serving people. Mm -hmm. And if like once you get real intentional about that, once you stop ignoring that you're in the people business, then you can start measuring it. You can start managing it and you can see what is what works for you. And now the truth is, it's not a one size fits all because what person have you met that that actually applies to? Right. Like, as a manager, it's your job to be curious. It's your job to adapt styles and learning and um and tools to that person, to that team, whatever it is. Um, but I just find so many people just, just kind of gl gloss over that and just like, oh, check the box. I asked how they're doing. But when you put people first, it's amazing how people show up for you and your mission and your business. I love it. I love it. Now, our, our, I, th I think that's so valuable. And I'm, I'm going to make sure to not only share this with like with my team in terms of I know that uh, my creative director, Grace, is going to absolutely love this. She, she might even want to talk to you at some point, just to, just a heads up. Uh, but no, yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, and so let me ask you, are you working with a lot of people that are now? I mean, I'm imagining some people who've lost their jobs and different things. Are you getting a lot of people that are like, hey, I want to be an entrepreneur. Like, what can I do from the beginning to make sure that I don't drop the ball down the road? Because I know I myself, I fell into this place of just like knowing what I didn't want to do, which was work for somebody. And I was just like, I know what my skill set is and I can take this and build a business versus there's, I think, people now that are somewhat forced into that door, right? They're like, okay, I don't want to go get another job because I wasn't 100% happy. I'm kind of actually happy that I got furloughed. And now maybe I want to start my business because I've had this idea running through my head for so long. Do you have a lot of like, quote unquote, beginners in that space? Um, so most of the time I don't work with um, beginners just by nature of my price point. Okay. Um, and like I described that, that um, 
that sweet spot of when people come to me is usually when they reach that maturation point of the okay. hard work, nose to the grindstone, 70 hour thing doesn't work anymore. That's usually when people come to me. Um, they've, they've, I would say they've exhausted their organic resources of um, trading time for money. And now it's time to look at a different model. That being said, um, I do, I run a group. Um, so at the time of this recording, my group is launching um, on October 5th. Oh, nice. Year, and it is for people more in that startup phase. I, um, the group makes it a more um, affordable way to work with me. And I have systems that I love to teach for people that are newer in their business. Uh, I believe that most people are masters at their trade, at their um, their technical skill set. And so what what most people in that seat that you're talking about, like, yay, you know what, this is a blessing in disguise. I got furloughed. Now's the time. Mm -hmm. um, they've, they've jumped in, but they realized that you've got to fall in love with the back end of business in order to be successful. Um, yeah. I think uh, people underestimate how much time that takes and how much attention you have to pay to that end of your business to really make it that well-oiled machine that maybe was the company you were working in before. Or right. maybe it's a total shit show and, and you learned like what didn't work for those people. But uh, when, when you're saying like, oh, maybe it's time for me to start my business, there's no maybe anything. Right. Starting your own business. Like you have to be 110% in it all the time. And, and I don't, trust me, I have way better boundaries than that. But when you're first starting out, you've got to be committed, totally committed because there's going to be a million roadblocks. There's going to be obstacles that pop up um, and that you couldn't even imagine and problems you have to solve that hour. And, yeah. you know, it, it is something that if you don't have that level of commitment, quitting is, is very easy. Um, so I would just say to the person in that seat is, you know, maybe that right thing to do is to get, get a, a coach or a consultant right out of the gate that can help you put together your plan and right. kind of help create like a proof of concept for you. Or maybe there's a smaller way to dive in to do a pop-up or, or see if there is a market for what you're trying to put out there before you go way too deep. You know, what's the minimum viable product that you could get out the door to see if people are willing to actually pay for that? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think uh, th th those words, I like people very much underestimate the grind. Uh, no matter, I think, what business you're doing. I know myself, I was wearing like seven hats when I started my business. Like at one point I was like, do I need to start learning how to code? Because this is going to be my next job type of thing. So it, it's crazy. And one thing that I think over the past like two or three years that um, that I've realized is that it's very easy, especially like everyone has like a computer in their, in their hand type of thing. Uh, it's almost like people kind of see you like, oh, this person started their business and like, you know, you're on your phone and it's always kind of like this excuse like, oh yeah, he he's working on stuff. But I've like learned to just try to put that completely to the side where I'm the now the person in like my group of friends or whoever I'm with where I'm like never on, I try never to be on my phone. If I am, it's got to be like a real emergency because I've kind of feel like that grind at some point needs to like tone down a little bit to where, like you said, 
you're not working 70 hours for the same pay that you would be making at 50 hours because yeah. you know what are you doing then you know you know what i mean so oh. uh, i think that's a that's a really really big piece and i think especially now like more and more people are you know posting content doing things trying new things and all this other stuff which is i think is great but i think especially now when we're all separated we're all in this like everyone's in their own little space i think the face to face time that you get with people now is so much more valuable mm-hmm. i think right. it's so much more valuable but um no is there so is there anything um is there anything that i didn't touch on that you feel very like strongly about that you want to get a, get across to whoever's going to be listening to this well i think you just brought up a great point you know about the phone and 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 one beautiful part of our life is the technology that we have access to and the convenience that it creates but at the same time it can be problematic because uh when do you turn off you know, now it feels sometimes like we're in this race or it, we're able to create, draw comparisons to people we would have otherwise never met or been connected to because of the technology. But you have to make sure that it's serving you. I think there's a real clear line of diminishing return um, with these technologies that you got to be aware of for you and where that line is. I have a friend who um, started using a, like a safe, a phone safe. Um, and he puts it away at five o'clock and he's an entrepreneur and, um, and on the weekends and we'll just use his smartwatch for, um, for anything that he needs. And I think that's the other end of the spectrum, right. um, what works for him. And that's, what's most important is to figure out where that line is for you and what works for you. And I start my days very early. And so it's very important to me that I shut off and leave things at five o'clock. Um, right. And that's what serves me. And if there's an absolute emergency, it doesn't come back out until nine o'clock um, after my kids are in bed. And it's kind of like done with family time because I'm very, very connected to my why, my purpose um, and why I do this work to begin with. And although I'm all about serving clients and creating impact, the reason why I started this business is so that I could have more time and I could be in charge of my time and how it was spent. And so I'm therefore not missing family dinner because that's why I set out on this path to begin with. So I know where I'm willing to trade. Like I know where I'm willing to make those compromises and I know what that line is for me. And, um, and, and that's what I want, you know, people listening to this to assess for themselves and create that structure and create those, um, uh, get the support you need to kind of help keep that in place because that's exactly what helps you come back and be more effective the next day. You know, Richard Branson talked about, he thinks the absolute ideal is three 12 hour days a week. Oh, wow. I don't disagree with him. I No, think not at all. You know, when you're in the zone of your work, like I think, so I help people structure it so that the, the entrepreneur is in their zone of genius, doing the things that no one else can do for the most amount of time possible during the day. And that's how you stay most effective and move the needle on your business and delegate out. So if you could, um, if you were able to stay in that flow for hours, and if that day you were just such in flow, you worked for 12 hours, it wouldn't even feel that crazy exhausting. But what if you got three days off after that? Right. Well, like, right. What if, you know, maybe some people would want to stay in flow for three days straight and that's how they work. Maybe people want a day off in between each one. And that would, that would work out to the same amount of time. I think he's onto something when, um, 
when you, when you look at that structure, because what feels best for people is being in their present moment. If your present moment is work, your business creating from that place, stay in that zone then. And then when you're home, be present, like with whatever that is in front of you, if that's your friends, your family, your kids, like the more that we are just are that our head is in the same place that our feet are in that's happiness. I agree. I agree. I agree. That's been uh, that, that's been a uh, kind of the tone of everything that I've been doing, especially, you know, my girlfriend now working at home and all this other stuff. It's like, be present. Like we've, we, we have so much time apart when we're together. Like I don't want the phones. Like I don't, I just want to let's cook dinner. Let's bullshit. Let's do whatever we need to do just to like be here, you know, whatever that is. No, I, I absolutely love that. I think that's, that's a great thing. Three 12 hour days. I mean, I think that that's really, really awesome. And I think sometimes I, I, I think when you get into the entrepreneurial world and you're, whether it's a service company, product company, whatever you are, I think I started to realize this early on is like my best ideas come when my mind is not on work. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're completely doing something else and you look at, you know, whether it's a product or something like, Oh, has anybody done this? I mean, it, it's, it's, it's amazing how many things I get. Sometimes like I always think about like, I wish there was something like uh, like a whiteboard that I can have in my shower where I could just like quickly like write things down. Cause that's literally where I get all my ideas. Like yeah, that's literally airplanes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So no, that's, uh, that's really amazing. So what is uh, what is one thing like within the 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 whole structure of your, you know, now your job with like COVID and everything that you're dealing with, like with clients and all this, on a personal level, what have you and your family done to just be more, let's say even be more outside or, or, or do fun things to just kind of, you know, step away from all the madness, I guess. Mm. Um, we are definitely an outdoors family. Oh, good doing more of the simple stuff. Um, we were, we were like work hard, play hard before COVID. And what this has done for me is to really slow me down so that I could look at the beauty of my existing surroundings. So I loved going out to brunch. I loved like having dinner with my girlfriends. We love taking trips, but when all of a sudden none of that is available, I think I just took for granted, like how beautiful a morning at home could be doing yeah. nothing and um, talking and playing yeah. a board game. And uh, this weekend we're doing a somewhat staycation just two hours from here, um, a little drive away to appreciate the beauty in our own state and not take an airplane somewhere that we think is better. And right. so really, really uh, created a tremendous amount of gratitude for um, what's right in front of me that I think I, I was just like looking past. Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah, my girlfriend and I had this uh, whole thing where we all absolutely love to travel. And uh, this this year after we kind of realized like that travel was going to be held off our whole thing was like, let's explore our backyard. Like we have, you know, Lake Tahoe. There's so many places in Lake Tahoe. There's, you know, other areas, obviously in all of California that we can, and that's been like our little thing. Like even this weekend, we're just going to go take a drive for like a few hours and just go through like somewhere where there's obviously, hopefully not a fire in California again. Like it's, yeah. it's just it's so crazy. Bring out there. Yeah. Oh man, it's really bad. It's really bad. But I do want to say when you were saying, when you were talking about like, you know, your family and everything. I definitely through this whole conversation, I, I sense uh, like a, a like, 
peace within you almost. Like I never talked to you before this, but I feel like when you're talking, you have, I, I could sense through this like conversation, I could sense the gratitude and the peace that you have. And I think it's really, really awesome that you, you know, you had to kind of like at some point take a step back and realize like, oh, everything is literally here in my home, basically. Yeah. Yeah. No. Thanks for saying that. You know, um, I'll be the first. I genuinely that. mean that, by the way, like I'm not just saying because I, I could sense like the way the way you're just explaining things and all that. I could sense that you, you don't you don't have that all over the place like this. And I don't know how it was before, obviously, but I definitely sense it right now. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I I will be totally honest and share that it's not by accident. It's a very intentional practice. And um, I, I do all of the stuff myself that I'm talking with you about. I feel like I would be a total fraud if I didn't practice what I preach to people. Right. Um, my perfect, heck no. I am like, I'm trying to get better at my own processes every day and my own um, boundaries and structure and, and getting my needs met. Um, but it's a journey and, and I just look at trying to be 1% better every day. Um, and one thing I'm really clear on are my values and that makes it so much easier for me to, um, protect my time, the ultimate resource. Right. Right. And, um, and really be intentional, intentional about where I'm putting it. So what I say yes to, I'm so clear about what I say yes and no to. And, um, and it has to be completely aligned with my values and what I'm trying to create. And, and that's a really good guiding principle. If you don't know your like top five values, then I highly suggest that as a starting point, no matter who you are. Absolutely. And is that one thing that you sense to like realize when you're working with entrepreneurs and stuff that they really don't have a lot of that figured out because in certain cases they were maybe thrown into the entrepreneurship world and they just kind of figured things out and never took a step back. Is that a, is that a common topic? Uh, yes. So what I find is a lot of people just are like constantly putting out fires. I think that's what entrepreneurship feels like a lot of times. Right. And I feel like part of my job is to transport them to this place of what it would it look like if you could recreate it, if you could burn it to the ground and build it all over again, what would that be? You know, how would it be different? And once people can kind of get that, that really stems from knowing what your values are. So that's part of that exercise. I, you know, when I, when I walk people through this, like, first of all, why did you set out to do this? Like, you know, um, if money were no object, how would you spend your time? What do you like to do for fun? These are some of the questions I ask to get people thinking in that more playful mindset. Um, not that I am going to, you know, help everyone win the lottery and they can go do those things. But I mean, I guess in some sense that is what I'm tasked to do is help things, um, you know, work better so that you can generate more revenue so that you can do the things you actually want to do. No one, no one, I have yet to come across an individual who started their business just so that they could spend every single waking moment working in their business. Yeah. Yeah. Usually that's a good point. That's a really good point. That's a really good point. <laughs> you're the, everyone is so much more than that. You're so much more dynamic. You, there's so many other like passions that you have and things you want to pursue and ways you want to grow. Honor that. Like there's yep. ways to make space for that. You don't have to wait till you're a gazillionaire to go play golf. You, you know, like whatever it is, whatever your thing is, like make time to go surfing. 
in the morning, if that's what you really want to do. And you'd be amazed at what happens when you put yourself first. Oh yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Like one of my things that I do every morning is, uh, I don't know if you could see him. Let me show you my little, uh, my little fella here. Mm -hmm. I walk, I take him on a nice little walk every morning, get a cup like that's like my peace in the morning when no one else is out. Nobody else is like yelling and cars driving bar and all you know what I mean? It's just like the noise kind of stops like the world has a sense of peace for like the few hours in the morning. And then you just get to a point where like, okay, now we can get into the grind and, and, you know, slowly shift gears and all that stuff. So no, that's, that's really awesome. Um, but yeah, no, this is, this has been really, really cool, Brittany. And, uh, um, do you, is there anything else you'd like to share with anybody? Anything that, uh, that I, like I said, like I missed or anything that you feel is might bring value to people, or do you think we covered a lot of the basis here? Oh, I think we covered a lot of it. I mean, if people want more, I do have a free ebook on my website um, that covers the five principles of growth and profitability that I think apply to almost anyone. And so if you're curious, just take a peek. Obviously, it's a free download. Um, and if it gives you any little insight or nugget of wisdom, um, I will have done my job. So. I love it. I love it. And uh, I'll, I'll make sure to put, uh, you know, anything uh, obviously you want in the show notes, uh, whether mm -hmm. it's the new group thing that you're starting or, sure. you know, your ebook e or anything like that. Um, yeah. But where's the best place for people to, you know, reach out to you? Are you more of a Twitter, LinkedIn person? Like where's, where's the, where, where do people find you and get some like daily uh, Brittany thoughts throughout the day? <laughs> Sure. So I'm super active on Instagram and LinkedIn and okay. you can just Google me and, and find that information in my, um, handles are my name and, um, you can link it through my website too, which is brittanydrose.com. But I yep. love to share my thoughts. I am all about abundance and believing in giving it all out and the right people come back to you. So, uh, I'm happy to have free calls with people, you know, um, to help you work through something that, you know, can't seem to move past, but really, um, uh, you can, yeah, that's a way to stay in touch and for me to add value to you, um, on a continual basis. Awesome. Awesome. No, this has been really, really cool. I'm, I'm super excited for this episode to come out. And uh, again, I appreciate your time. And I know it's on a Friday and all this other stuff, but I really appreciate it. And uh, I hope you have an amazing time with your family this week on your on your staycation and uh, um, enjoy yourself and relax as much as you possibly can. Thank you. Thanks so much. No problem. Have a good one, Brittany. We'll chat soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye.